Morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome back. Morning. Kicking off another week all together over here with our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program. And it should be, um, should be a good week for us. Good week for all of Klai Yisrael. And what better way to begin it within, uh, with, uh, again, getting together. to kick off the week with some Torah. So, in Parshas Vayero, Parshas Vayero, We begin the parsha with the mitzvah, the mitzvah of Biker Chaylum. Vayero Elov. Pazik says, and he appeared to Vayero El Avram, sorry, Vayero El Avram. The Rebbeisham appeared to Avram on the third day of his bris. And the uh, Rashi tells us over there that the reason why the Rebbeisham came was to perform the mitzvah of Biker Chaylum. Uh, we already started, so. Perform the mitzvah of Biker Chaylum. So we're going to discuss some interesting points, details, and halachic, halachic uh, discussions relevant to the mitzvah bikur chaylam. Some of which uh, can be directly connected to the parsha. Um, first and foremost, so there is a mitzvah called bikur chaylam. It's, it's a huge machlekes rishonim, really. What the nature of the mitzvah, the specific mitzvah, is? Is it a the specific mitzvah bikur chaylam? Is that a mitzvah daraisa, mitzvah darabbanon? Rambam is for a mitzvah brings down to the Bahag, there's a number of mitzvahs that he says that the Bahag counts as separate mitzvahs to Raisa, which the Rambam vehemently disagrees with, Biker Chaylam is one of them. So the Bahag, in his list of mitzvahs, his mitzvah can't, counts Biker Chaylam as a separate mitzvah to Raisa. The Ramban, he counts Biker Chaylam, uh, Kavura, Nichum Avelim, the Bahag counts all these mitzvahs as separate mitzvahs to Raisa. The, the Rambam has many arguments that they can't be counted as separate mitzvahs to Raisa. They're the Rabbanan, yet the Rambam agrees that when you perform the mitzvah, you're doing a daraisa. He says they all kind of are lumped into the umbrella of the Yahafta Lorecha Kamoicha. They're going to visit someone who's not feeling well. Says the rabbi is definitely under Avas Reim, loving your neighbor as you would love yourself. So you're performing that daraisa of Vahafta Lorecha Kamoicha, but to give it a title, to title the mitzvah as Biker Chaylam, the Torah says Biker Chaylam separated out as a separate mitzvah, says the rabbi that's not true. <clears throat> that's that's the, the, the Separating it out as as a mitzvah in, in of itself, that's that's um, a rabbinic a rabbinic uh, convention. Okay, but in any case, everyone believes that there's a mitzvah called Biker Chaylam. Everyone agrees that when you perform it, you're performing uh, a, a daraisa, whether that's performing specific Biker Chaylam daraisa or performing It's a mitzvah. Okay, what, what's the nature in terms of the mechanics of the mitzvah? What's the mitzvah all about, Biker Chaylam? So, the Ramban, Ramban Nachmanides, has a work called, it's printed in some editions of the Chidushe Ramban Alashas, called Teres Adam, where he goes through a lot of the halachas that are relevant to um, end of life, afterlife, after afterlife. And there he discusses Biker Chaylam, the Ramban. And the Ramban, Breaks Biker Chaylam down into three separate components. Ramban tells us that <clears throat> that what you're doing when you perform Biker Chaylam is three things. There's three aspects to Biker Chaylam, and this may guide us in figuring out when we do Biker Chaylam, when we don't, and how you can do Biker Chaylam, and how you can't. Says the Ramban, what's the word of Biker Chaylam? The first idea behind Biker Chaylam, the first aspect of Biker Chaylam, says the Ramban, is to give someone a boost, give him chizik. Why does the Torah say, go do Biker Chaylam? To give someone moral support. Someone's ill, not feeling good, he's sick. 
He needs to know that people are caring about him. He needs to know that people are thinking about him. He needs to know, he needs a, a, a boost and a lift to his spirit. So the first point of Bigar Chaylam is to give a Yid that boost when he is not well. You give him a boost, you give him chizik, people are thinking about him. The second, says the Ramban, second asp, the second point of Bigar Chaylam, the second idea behind Bigar Chaylam is to help him out. You go visit someone who's not well, you see, you know, what he needs. Um, but he doesn't have enough of what he's running low on. He needs someone to um, to adjust the bed for him. He needs someone to bring him more more of this, less of that. Uh, open the window, close the blinds, whatever it may be. But uh, a chayla is someone who very often is in- incapable of taking care of himself. And the second idea behind bigger chaylem is to take care of him, see what his needs are, so you can take care of him. Right? That's the second idea behind bigger chaylem. The third idea behind Bikr Chaylam, says the Ramban, is Tzfilah. When you see how someone is doing, that will inspire you to daven for him. You go and you visit him, visit the ill. Um, it's one thing you know, okay, so-and-so is not doing well, so-and-so is, is, is homesick, so-and-so hasn't been out of bed for a week. You go and you, okay, great, all right, you should have a foolish name. Do you have his name? Do you have his name? All right, you have his name. Names go in one nostril at the other usually, right? If, at best, at best, at best, <clears throat> when you go visit someone, you see firsthand how they're doing, that is, that is, that is very difficult to not take seriously. Very, very difficult to neglect and to forget about that. When you go check someone out, you see how he's doing, you see him firsthand, you will be very motivated and prompted to dive in for him. Um, and that's the third point behind Bikr Chayim, says the Ramban, is, is uh, tefillah, is, is um, to dive in for, for, for another year. The wants me to daven for people that are ill. So there it says, go do Bikr Chaylam, so I can see firsthand his situation, so I can daven for him. So I can be motivated and prompted to daven. So fascinating Ramban, again, he's giving us the three points behind the mitzvah of Bikr Chaylam, whether it's specifically a mitzvah on its own, the rice like the Bahag, or lumped under the umbrella of, of Avas Reim, like the Rambam, and given a specific name rabbinically. But the three points behind it, again, are to give the person moral support, give him the chizik, to see what he needs, Check out his needs and to see him for his tent so you can dive for him. A Shiloh arises in the Paiskim. Um, now that we have established the three ideas behind Bikr Chaylam, um, do I need to be there firsthand for Bikr Chaylam? Can you call someone, someone up on the phone? Someone's in the hospital. Someone is on the other side of town. Someone is on the other side of the country. And you hear they're not doing well. You want to do Bikr Chaylam? But you don't necessarily have the time or the resources to go see them firsthand. So, um, are you making the mitzvah by giving them a phone call, calling them over the phone? So, there's a famous Reb Moshe. Reb Moshe says in the tshuva that although you're not doing the mitzvah ideally, you still fulfill the mitzvah. And based, it's based on this Ramban. Based on this Ramban. Both points are based on this Ramban. You're not doing the mitzvah ideally. Because ideally, to do the mitzvah properly, we want you to exactly, to be able to do all those three things. If you call him up on the phone, you don't necessarily see the squalid conditions that he's there in. You don't see what, uh, you know, what, what he needs to He'll say, oh, you know, I'm okay, I'm all right, I'm good, I'm good. Zoom. What? Zoom. Zoom, yeah, it depends if he has his camera on or not, right? That's up to him. So if you, if you do it over the phone, do it over Zoom, you're only going to see what he lets you see. So you're not necessarily fulfilling, like Pinchas Yankov is saying correctly, says Reb Moshe, says the same thing. The idea of seeing what his needs are, taking care of his needs, 
The Ramban's lotion is not just taking care of his knees, being Meshamishim. Uh, being Meshamishim. I mean, you know, if I'm calling him up from 500 miles away, I uh, can't necessarily open the window blinds for him. I can't push his, you know, the bed to the other side of the room. I can't uh, refill the, the water pitcher for him. I can't, um, you know, reconnect the IV. Right? I'm not going to be able to do that if uh, I'm on the other side of the country. So it says, Ramesha, you're not able to do the mitzvah fully. You definitely can't take care of him. But in terms of giving chizik, yeah. you're definitely giving him chizik. People think about him. People are remembering him. He's not alone. He's not. He's not neglected. You know, someone thought of him, so he understands. Yeah, you can't. You know, you're on the, the other side of the country. You're on the other side of the city. You can't necessarily come down to the hospital right now. But someone thought about me. Someone remembered me. A phone call also does that. So you're giving that moral, uh, the the morale boost. You're giving him the chizik. And in terms of tefillah, also, to, this is kind of a, a gray area. Obviously, the more you see firsthand, the more you get an idea of what's going on firsthand, the more you'll be able to daven. But at the very least, you, you, you hear something. Um, you hear his voice. You hear him sharing with you how he's doing. That's also going to affect your tefillahs. Definitely davening for a chayla after you see him is not the same as davening for him before you see him. And that's part of the mitzvah. Um, who had in a phone call, davening for him after you speak to him on the phone. You can daven for him much better after you speak to him on the phone, then you will, if you just, oh, I heard so-and-so is in the hospital, okay, give me his name, give me his name, again, the name is, yeah, the name is, name is going to go right, right, um, from, from, from the, 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 the list to Seamus, right, that's where the name is going to go, if you ask somebody, you know, let me have his name, let me have his name, let me have his name, you call someone up on the phone, it may not be the same thing to, in, in terms of inspiring tefillah as seeing him in, in person, but it's definitely going to do, do a lot more for your tefillah than if you wouldn't have called him altogether. So says Ramesha, you get episakim. You do get some kind of a fulfillment of the mitzvah of Bikr Chaylan by calling him over the phone. It's not the same as visiting him in person, but you did something. You didn't get all three, you know, all three lined up to the max, but you got some aspects of the mitzvah of Bikr Chaylan. Um... Which means two things from this Ramesha. First of all, you hear someone's not doing well. Someone comes into Shul and says, I heard so and so is not doing well. What's the first thing you want to do, Rabbi Say? What's the first thing you don't want to do? Don't ask for the name. Please let me have his name. Let me have his name. Let me have his name. Let me have her name. The, because what happens, what happens when we ask for the name? Shine, I yesterday I, I did I did my dues. I did my do. I asked for the name. I asked for the name, right? That's is that what you're supposed to do? What's his name? What's the name? I asked for the name. So, what? Well, more than that. The first thing you don't want to do is ask for the name. The first thing you do want to do, ask for the phone number. At least ask for the phone number. You know, make a note if you have the number, or ask for the number and make a note if you don't have the number, and give them a ring. Give them a ring. First and foremost, that's already a key of bigger chaylam, like Ramesha. You're giving them a chizik, you're giving them a morale boost, you're letting them know that people are thinking about them. And then, if you can go down and visit them, even like Ramesha, even like Ramesha, Ramesha is not saying that you should rely on a phone call. He's saying you, you get the beginning of the mitzvah with a phone call, but if you can get down and visit the person visit the person in person, you want to make a personal visit to visit the person in person for sure. Okay, that's Rib Moshe. Afterwards, last, lastly, when do you ask for, them, for their name? When After you speak to them, you know? That's when you've earned the right to ask for their name. So now you're going to dive in for them. After you speak to them on the phone, after you see them in person. Okay, this is Rib Moshe. Others disagree. I actually saw that uh, the... Um, Dain Tzedek, Meir Tzedek of Yerushalayim, Rav Asher Weiss, disagrees with Rav Asher. 
He says, you don't do, you're not via the telephone. He says, he challenges this notion. He says, it's very nice that, that uh, Ramesh is telling you that you get the aspects of Bikachayim, you get certain aspects over the phone, but at the end of the day, the definition of Bikachayim is Bikachayim. Bikachayim means visiting the sick. And Ramesh Ramesh's Taino is since when do we take the rationale behind the mitzvah and say, well, if I was able to <clears throat> fulfill, satisfy the rationale in a different means, then I still got the mitzvah. He says that's akin to being Darish time at a crowd to investigating the reasoning and rationale behind the mitzvah and saying, well, since I know the reasoning, so I can, where I find the reasoning, even if it's outside the, the parameters of the mitzvah, I still get the mitzvah. So his time is that combined with the fact that he says, well, this is not called Bikr Chayla. Bikr Chayla means visiting. Where, where, where was your visit? Where was your visit? Nowadays we have this, we have this device called the telephone that's very nice, but where was your, where was your visit? Zoom. Zoom. Zoom is nothing more than a pixelated action on a screen, a digital copy. It's a moving picture. If I would send you my, if I would send you my picture, and, and, and you know, send to a chayla telegram with my photograph, um, it's hi. I hope you're doing okay. That would be bikkachem hayal aladas. Even Ramaisha wouldn't say that's that's bikkachem. Zoom is nothing more than a glorified talkie. You guys remember the talkies or moving pictures, right? That's all it is, right? So anyway, so Ramaisha says. That that uh, this is not called this doesn't get off the ground. This doesn't get off the ground because it's not called bikur chaylam. So now, Lamaisa Ramaisha does say it, and the minigah Ilam is to to go with this Ramaisha to to we take on that you are satisfying the mitzvah bikur chaylam over the phone. Lule the mistafina Rabbi said, not for us to get involved in this debate between Ramaisha Feinstein and Ravasha Weiss. But again, the minigah is to go with this Ramaisha, and the pais can go with this Ramaisha. Ani Baangi, so I think a couple, a couple, a couple. Uh, um, not that Ramesha needs our help, but uh, to 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 perhaps to perhaps bring a couple of um, of uh, um, <clears throat> places where we see maybe we we can we can see uh, Ramesha's theories borne out. Is first of all, where's, where 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 do we have Vikachal first mentioned in the Torah? I mentioned it already in the beginning of Shir. This week's parsha, right? Now, now um, the Rebbeinu Shalaylam paid a visit to Avram Havinu. He visited Avram. Rebbeinu did Bikr Chaylam. How did Rebbeinu do Bikr Chaylam? Eloi, the Musa Guf, Eloi Guf. I know it's maybe not such a fair time against Rebbeinu Weiss's position, but Rebbeinu can't make an in-person visit. Rebbeinu can't even do a Zoom call, right? Can't pick up the telephone. What's Rebbeinu's Bikr Chaylam? Some kind of. Uh, Nivua, some kind of uh, you know a, 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 a meeting of, of the neshama, right? There's no in-person visit, and yet that's called bikur chaylim, and yet we, we, we derive ideas hashkaf and halacha of bikur chaylim from the rebbein shalom. So, so you would argue back, okay, but the Russian can't make a physical uh, visit. We who can physically visit, so we have to. But the man of shach, good akash can't. But and how can we take this as having any bearing on the mitzvah bikur chaylam for us? If it does have bearing, it would seem that if I'm able to provide for a chayla, um all the aspects of bikur chaylam, a chizik, morale, a boost in morale, seeing what you need, of course that all comes derech nevuah, even though it's not done physically. So that would seem that as long as I get all the aspects of bikur chaylam, even if I'm not there physically. I shouldn't be worse than the Rebbeinu coming derech nevua, right? The Rebbeinu didn't come physically, knock on the door, you know, uh, come to visit Avraham Avinu. This that's a heretical type of, right? Yeah, that, that, no, the Malachim came, the Malachim, the Malachim came, and uh, somehow in some guise, yeah, Ramban says the Malach can assume some kind of levush 
a physical levush. Rishim cannot, Rishim cannot come physically to even to do bikachelim. Um, so this this state of uh, visitation through nevua that was a kima bikachelim is lechayra that would be a smach a smach ladaver some kind of support that you could do bikachelim without being there physically. Okay, we could we could offer such a thing. Um, also, the lashon of bikur is an interesting lashon. And we find a bikur means more investigate than, than visit. We translate it as visiting the sick, visiting the ill. But bikur really means more to, to investigate. We find it by uh, the carbon tamid, bikur for mumim, to check a carbon of Pesach, or Pesach, carbon tamid, to, to check it for mumim. And there, you know, you got to do that with your physical eyes and check a physical animal. But bikur doesn't inherently mean physical, like, like a... Like a um, a, a physical visit, it means investigate, investigate. So that would be very much in line with the Ramban. What the Ramban tells us is part of the mitzvah bikur is to check him out, to investigate what's going on, right? So, so again, it, it is room to um, to offer our unneeded, unneeded simuchim uh, over here supports. But those two would be, I think, um, what we could offer to to um, on the on, on side of the fence over here, which again. With the place can take on like this remission, you could do um, a reduced scheme of Vikr Chalim via the telephone. Uh, there's one more support uh, we're going to get to in a moment. We'll see, within, I think, within Shulchan Aruch itself, this episode, we can bring another smach to the position of Ramesh Feinstein, that one does not need to be there physically in person for Vikr but we'll get there soon. We'll, we'll, we'll work our way up there. Um, via another another question. Let's ask another question. <clears throat> um, so Vikr Chalim, again, is, is a very lofty mitzvah. It's a very, very important mitzvah. And we have to train ourselves, Rabbi Yisai. We have to train ourselves to do this mitzvah properly. You don't see someone in shul for a, for a few days. The first thing you got to do is not ask for their name. First thing you got to do is investigate. Bikor, Bikor Chaylam, give them a ring. Find out what's going on. Be this 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 tremendous mitzvah. What if you have the means to visit them? What if they live down the block? Not such a big deal to go drop in. But they don't necessarily want you coming over. Who wins? Do I win or they win? Bikr Chaylam is such a big mitzvah. You're going to stop me from doing a mitzvah? But you don't want me over. You have the right to stop me from doing a mitzvah? So, so, but you're going to stop me. It's my mitzvah. It's my mitzvah. You're going to stop me from doing a mitzvah? So, so I'm, 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 being, I'm being dramatic for, for a reason. Um, and, and, and we do sometimes, you know, to the... Uh, can, we can be off on... Both extremes of this mitzvah of we can be off on the extreme of of ne- being neglectful, like neglecting it. You know, all right, I'm sure he'll be okay. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure other people are taking care of him. That that's very bad. And to the other extreme, bigger chaylam, can we can relate to the chayla? If we get so inspired and so pumped, so enthusiastic, who bigger chaylam? He became like a a chetzal mitzvah. He became an esrig. The chayla is an esrig. Look, there's a mitzvah waiting over there. Down the block, let me go f- shake the lulav an esrig. Right? I'm going to go do a mitzvah. I'm so pumped to do the mitzvah. So that's also going a little bit, um, with, approaching the mitzvah with, with not the right balance because the chayla is not a lulav an esrig. The chayla is not a chetzal mitzvah. The mitzvah is, like the Ramban said, to take care of him. It's, it's, it's about him, not about me. So certainly, if somebody doesn't want you to visit, for whatever reason, you have to be sensitive to that. <clears throat> You have to be sensitive to that. And it's not always Kadai, not always Kadai, to make impromptu, unannounced surprise visits to Chaylam. In fact, it's probably usually never a good idea. Call them up first. Say, I'd love to come over. 
Can, when can I come? Now, you'll feel that sometimes they'll demur because they don't want to be matriach you, and sometimes they'll demur because they really don't want you coming over. So I know we, we, um, we've had more than one occasion over here. Unfortunately, uh, the, the ability to do bigger chaylem on the Nadvarna Rebbe, the Nadvarna Rebbe has more than one time um, been, been homebound and, you know, been unwell and unable to leave his home. And the first time this happened, um, a year or so ago, so I wanted to go over and visit him. And, and I called him up first, and I, I understood from him he didn't want me to come. And I spoke to uh, his son. His son said, I said, you know, should I, should, I, should I go anyway? Should I insist on coming? Should I, should I not go? He said, no. He, I, he said, I was just there. His son told me. And it's hard for him. Why is it hard for him? Because he was, he had a, he was, you know, had a um, certain condition that he had to be, he had to be in a certain state of, 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 uh, of, um, of um, what's it called, being attended to, and you know he's he's used to presenting himself a certain way. You're you're a rebbe. You have a certain lavush, a certain way you present yourself to the tibor. So to come in and see someone in in, in a state of where his his dignity is compromised, someone to whom dignity is a very important part, a stolt is a very important part of how he usually presents himself. That that's that that's not kishmak. That's 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 um, something that is is um, uh, you know distressing, distressing. So someone who is for whether he's a rebbe, so you know you don't have to be a rebbe to to uh, not necessarily want people to come over and see you connected to machinery, connected to tubes, connected to catheters, connected to who knows what, right? Anyone can can really feel that way, and you have to be sensitive. The person doesn't want you coming over because. He has any kind of situation, medical condition that compromises his dignity, then you're not doing a mitzvah insisting to come over. You're doing an avera. You're doing. A, you're being bevayishim. You're being bevayishim. So biker chayim is very much dependent on if the person really wants you there. If he wants you there, it's one of the loftiest mitzvahs. If he doesn't want you there, then you're reducing him to a luvan esrig. And this is this is brought down shulchan aruch. This concept is actually right there in shulchan aruch. Says in Shulchan Aruch, let's read this together. Aim Bevakrin says the Shulchan Aruch, you don't do Bikr Chayim, Loy Lechayle Me'ayim, someone who has a stomach condition, bad stomach condition. Loy Lechayle Ha'ayin, someone who is, his, his eyes are in pain, Loy Lechayle Roshi has a very bad headache, suffering from really bad headaches. The Chayim Lechayle Lechayle, the Takav Le'alma, the Kajal Le'idibur is someone who is, who is not, not in a good place, suffering very much physically, and he can't talk. Talking hurts is, is 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 painful for him. You don't you don't go do bikkhayim, and all these people. The shulchan aruch is, is telling you not to do bikkhayim to them. The the nice account explained like someone who has a bad stomach condition. Don't explain. Don't visit him. It's embarrassing. It's it's shameful. Someone who has to be attended to with with bedpans and things like that, right? So he doesn't want people seeing that, right? It's shameful. It's embarrassing. Leave him alone. Or if it's, you're going to force him to schmooze with you, force him to talk with you, it's, it, he's, it's hard for him, it's painful for him, leave him alone. And the Archa Shulchan expands on that. And he says, it's not just about... Um, um, shame that's directly related to the, 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 the condition that he's suffering with. Any person who's just, like, doesn't want people around right now, Don't burden him. You're there to take care of him, not to burn him. You're doing the opposite of the Ramban. The Ramban says the part of the mitzvah of is to take care of his needs. You're not taking care of his needs. You're you're, you're making his you're making his situation worse. 
giving him more needs. Now he has a, another need. He needs someone to come and take you away. <laughs> right? There's, there's no mitzvah bika chaylam. Yeah. So I, I remember. So, so you got to be very sensitive. Before you go, just pay an impromptu visit. If it's a very good friend and you know he's not suffering from one of these um, ignominious, uh, embarrassing situations, okay, maybe you can pay him an impromptu visit if you know the person very well. But if you don't, you got to call them up first and really try to feel out if they really want you. If they don't, if they don't want you, you're doing a bigger mitzvah by not going. I've had a call, and the call itself, according to Rimesh, you're already giving him a boost, you're giving him chizik, and try to see if you can come over. If you pick up, they don't want you, then you got, mamish got to be sensitive to that. Back in my eighth years, I had a Talmud who was, who, was, uh, who was not there for two or three days in a row, and he was in what they call the Moshav, the Moshav of legend. This is, uh, this is imagine, the, the, imagine the, the most horrible, horrifying living, living conditions you can possibly imagine. The Moshav is worse than that, okay? It's worse than that. The walls are green, but not because they came that way. All the walls in the entire Moshav are green, but they, that's not their natural color. Anyway, um, so, so I had a Talmud there who was, who was gone for two or three days. I wanted to go visit him, so I told someone in the Shir, you know, I'm planning going visiting so-and-so. He's not sitting at this table right now. He's not standing up either, making himself a coffee. Okay, this, this, he's, not, he's not in Somerton, this Talmud. So, um, so uh, I want to go visit him. So I, this, this other fellow, this other Bachar, gave me like this nervous look. He said, um, I think you should call him first. I said, oh, I don't know. I, just didn't, I hear he had like a flu or something, a flu. Or, you know, it's not such a big flu, a fever. I said, call, call him first, call him first, call him first. I said, okay. So I got him on the phone with him. His new Yankula. His name wasn't really Yankula. I said, uh, you know, I, I want to see how you're doing. Is it okay if I come over and visit now? He said, yeah, sure, for sure. You come over. You can come over. Come over. Um, thank you very much. It would be very, very nice to, to see you. So, okay. I hung up, walked over to the Moshav. I came and I sat down next to him on the bed. I came in. He, he was in bed. He was bedridden. He was taking care of himself. He had a stack of... Uh, of um, Svarm, he had a, had a Victor Miller book that he was reading, um, but he was in bed, so I sat with him, you know, sat with him, shmooze with him, and did uh, my Bikr Chaylim, and then I went back to the yeshiva. Anyway, so I went back to the Bakr afterwards, I said, like, you looked fine, I mean, like, like well, why did you get so nervous? Like, you know, it seemed okay. He said, I was by him five minutes earlier, he was watching movies. <laughs> he was there watching movies. He said, "If you would drop it and see him <coughs> watching movies over there, I don't think he really appreciate that so much." So just so that's why I told you to give a ring. I gave him a stack of swarm there. With the, the, the. Anyway, but that's that's the sarah hashulchan. You know, your visit, if your visit is going to cause anguish, discomfort, whether it's a direct result of his illness or an indirect result of his. It's actually no. I, I lied. It was the person who was making coffee that this happened with. No, just kidding. Just kidding. It wasn't the I could see. It wasn't the I could see. It wasn't him. 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 And no, he never watched movies when he was sick. Anyway, so so Rabbi say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the but this is Archa Shulchan, right? You got you got to this out of the box. You got to be you know ready for all kinds of who knows what you know when you go. You, an impromptu visits are not always so good. Not always so good. An impromptu visit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but getting back to the Shulchan Aruch. So listen, listen to the Shulchan Aruch. He goes on to say like this. So someone that that you that you should you can't visit because. Um, because of what he's suffering with, because of his condition, it's embarrassing, it's shameful, he doesn't want you there, it's hard for him to talk, so stay, don't visit him. Ella, 
Nichnasim bebeis hachitzav v'shoyim v'darshan boy im tzrichin lechabed ularabitz lefanu v'kiyetzav boy v'shoyim tzarav v'akshin lov rachamim. Says Shulchan Aruch, what do you do? You 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 don't go into the room where he is. Stay in the entrance way, the foyer, the 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 base hachitzoyim, right? Stay stay there by the entrance to the house, the the um, the parlor, and try from there to ask the attendants, ask the people in the house, what's going on with this person? Does he need? Does he need? Uh, does he need us to pick anything up for him? Um, and you'll hear his situation, his his condition. V'shoim and Sarah, you'll hear from afar. You'll hear him krechtsing and groaning, not in person because he doesn't want to see you. But you'll hear from the entranceway to his house. Um, his tsar umavakshul avracham. You'll be able to dance for him. You see from this from the Shulchan Aruch. Even if you can't go and and visit him in person, at least get you know in, into his house to be able to inquire about him from the people that are in this house and to hear him from afar, so you can dine from him, so you can try to take care of him. This is Chayra, another writer, Moshe, right? Even if you can't be there in person and you're not going to be able to see his situation firsthand, the closer you can get, the better. The closer you can get, better. It's not that if you can't see him, be, visit him, then there's no more mitzvah. It's clear that you try to do whatever you can, even if you can't see him in person. So this would be, I think, another smack for Moshe over here, that uh, if you can't get to see him in person, call him up over the phone. Again, but 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 we have to realize that calling him on the phone, as we said earlier, is not a substitute for visiting him in person, but it's good in the meantime. It's good for someone that you can't see in person. Uh, it, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good start. It's a good start, either for someone that you're, you're not going to be able to see because he's too far away, or, or you just can't get out there, or this is, you're doing this in the meantime. But you do see this from the Shulchan Aruch, that, that your chiv is, at the very least, to get as close as you can to actually seeing him firsthand. Whatever you can do to take care of it without seeing him firsthand <clears throat> is still within the parish of Bikachayim. Okay, very gishmak. I mean, uh, very gishmak to love this, but uh, Bikachayim is, we don't, you know, shouldn't have any chayim to have to be in the backer. Yes, what? Sounds worse than a phone call. So maybe you what, do you mean by worse? what do you mean by worse than a phone call? What do you mean worse? When you go visit him. Less of a kiyim? Yeah, because you're going to go... Okay. The out, the sure. Room and so then it's a smachter ma'ishad there with a kol shkain, right? It's even better. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's better. There's my lesson chesrainus. Here, you're able to hear him. You're hearing him firsthand. You're hearing him krechtsing um, firsthand in a secondhand way over the phone. You're hearing him secondhand in a firsthand way. So there's my lesson chesrainus. Both ways, right? Right. There's my lesson chesrainus both ways. But certainly, you see a smachter ma'ishad over here. That it's not. That the missus doesn't require first-hand mamish. Um, yeah. Um, okay. What about um, doing bigger chaylem on someone who has has a um, something that's highly contagious, something that's nasty, something that's something that's. Uh, you want to stay away from. So, there is a Chuvas Ramah that I saw quoted that says, if someone has a contagious disease, uh, you're allowed to visit them, you can go visit them. Um, <clears throat> you can go visit them. And and um, you can be by Teich and Hashem that Yerubayim that, um, Hashem will, 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 uh, will, will spare you from, from anything too bad. For, for anything from 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 um, from illness from, from and, and from suffering, this is the Ramah says such a thing in a tshuva. However, the Paiskim say that the Ramah has to be taken with a the following qualification. The Ramah most certainly does not mean something contagious 
that could be very dangerous, that could be very um, um, debilitating, that could be something that could, you know, put you out of commission for a long time. Ramaz certainly doesn't mean that. Ramaz talking about something contagious, but with, which is which is contagious, but something that's that that, that is more uh, manageable. Um, not what? COVID. Yeah, to like yeah I was I, I was thinking about when we should mention COVID over here. Um, didn't yeah. But certainly, 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 if someone has a um, an illness which is not just contagious, but 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 um, but um, very very um, you know, um, dangerous. Virulent. What? Virulent. Yeah, something something that you know you definitely don't want to get. Not like a cold. Not like the cold. Not like a common cold. Um, <coughs> not like one of these twenty-four hour bugs, but something that you really don't want to catch. Something that that could be um, um, very something debilitating. So you are potter from doing bikkachaylim in person, certainly. And not only that, the uh, the tzitz Eliezer rules that it is usher. It's actually usher to do bikkachaylim because you're putting yourself in a state of sakano. You're being the neshmarta mother nafshi seichem tells us that you have to take care of your health, and here you're not allowed to say, well, this person is suffering from something. Um, is, 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 you need someone to come and do bikkachaylim, and the schus of the mitzvah will protect me. The gemara says explicitly the opposite. First of all, there's neshmarta. You have to take care of your health. I am doing a, a mitzvah, the mitzvah will protect me. The Gemara says explicitly the opposite. In several places, the Gemara says that even though there's a concept of shuluchai mitzvah in a nisakin, the mitzvah men don't get genizik, the mitzvah men don't get harmed. If you're doing a mitzvah, you don't have to worry about getting harmed. The Gemara says that when a shechicha hazeka in a dangerous place, if you're going to a place of danger, a place of known and established, clear and present danger, then the schus mitzvah doesn't help you anywhere. So someone who has something contagious, something virulent, virulent, something that could be very nasty, that you definitely don't want to get, it could be very bad for you, that shechicha hazeka, and you are exempt from bikr chaylam, and in fact it's usher to do bikr chaylam in such a situation, but, according to Ramayisha, you should certainly still give him a ring over the phone. Um, okay, so a couple, should we some other, um, hmm, um, okay, there's, um, there's one, there's an interesting maharal, actually, on the parasha, that says something that's not really brought down in the Paiskim, but it's a chiddush of the maharal. The maharal asks, why do Rebbeinu wait till the third day of Avram's bris to come to Bikr Chaylam? Why not come on the first day, right? He's not a Chaylam on the first day, he's only a Chaylam on the third day. So the third day is the worst, right? The worst day. That's when Avram was, was really should, ought to have been bedridden. <clears throat> so it's a, definitely the worst day, but the Chazal don't say the third day is the, is the only day that's painful. It's the worst day, right? You know, uh, ask, ask the babies. Babies cry for a while after a bris, right? They don't wait till the third day to start crying. So why did Yerushalayim only come on the third day? He says the Maral, the Gur Aryeh, he says, because uh, the Mitzvah Bikr Chaylam is on a Chayla who's bedridden, who's, who's, uh, who, uh, waited till the third day to be, to be able to be kind Bikr Chaylam. It wasn't so bad the first two days, so there wasn't any mitzvah bikr chaylim yet. It's implicit in the, in the maral, mitzvah bikr chaylim is only when a person is like neifel lemishkov, when he can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. This is a very big chiddush of halacha. Um, <clears throat> it is not, not it's not like that the paiskim do not go with this idea in halacha. In fact, they bring rayas from other places that, that um, in, in anything, like anything that's, it's just mild discomfort, but but uh, something that a person has any kind of a condition that is compromising his 
his, uh, you know, complete uh, completeness, that's already called, he's called a chayla, and he doesn't have to be chayla kol gufa, he doesn't have to be noifel lemishkov, doesn't have to have someone has a hetter to take a aspirin on Shabbos. Um, there, there's a mitzvah, <coughs> we, don't, we, don't find, we haven't found outside his maral a, a, uh, you know, a definition of how sick do you have to be for the mitzvah, anyone that has any degree of, uh, of discomfort that he feels uh, his functioning is compromised, that's already within the getter of Um Yeah, okay, okay, good. I think that's we'll make it a wrap over here. There's another discussion. Maybe we'll, maybe we could have a part two next week, or maybe we won't. But I'll just there's a discussion that uh, also the place can have. Uh, are you supposed to tell the chayla himself um, his condition? Is he supposed to know about his condition? Ramban says one of the one of the objectives in bikkachelim is I should die for him. Are, if he has, let's say, he has like a, a really bad machla, <laughs> and and uh, the doctors discovered something really bad, um, and he's someone that if you tell it to him, it may um, put him into a panic. It may really affect his, give him tremendous agmas nefesh, may send him into a whole bahala On the one hand, uh, so maybe you shouldn't tell him. On the other hand, maybe you should tell him so he can die for himself. This is a dilemma that the place can deal with. Um, See, so you have to know the specific situation. I'll just say this very quickly. Uh, it depends on the person. It depends how old he is, how young he is, how well he can handle it. But generally, the consensus is, and I, I, I was macabre such a thing from Rabbi Yitzhak Berkowitz, Shlita, that someone who the news could really be very distressing and could really put them into a panic, let's say certainly an older person, um, the, the doctors discover something. Generally, the mahalach is you don't tell them. You're not supposed to tell them. Try to try to keep the news to tell the doctors not to tell them. Again, when, when, when our... Uh, appraisal of the situation is it's going to be very distressing for them. It's going to be very difficult for them to handle. Um, we'll 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 die for them. We're, the whole world will die for them. But it's better to preserve their their matzav ruach to keep their spirits up because um, distress and panic can also adversely have tremendous adverse effects on a person's health when they lose their uh, when, when 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 they despair when they're miyayish on themselves. So better generally in such a situation when informing them of the news is going to <laughs> is going to um, adversely affect their health. Generally, it's better not to tell them, even though they're not going to be able to die for themselves. We'll die for them, and the the the, we, the way we look at it is that the the um, you know it's yotza scharab hafseidai. The gains are are lost with with, with with the losses. We lose more than we gain in such a situation. I also heard uh, Berkowitz once told over a story. I heard him say this story over once. Nosson of Achtfeigel Zatzal, the mashkiach of of yore of yesteryear of, of uh, liquid yeshiva. So he suffered from Yenem Achala for the last 12 years of his life. He didn't know. They didn't tell him. He lived to, to, to his 90s, 100s? He lived Lian Hara. Seva Teva. Either his 90s or his 100s, I don't remember. So for the last 12 years of his life, they discovered a growth. They, they didn't tell him. They signed out that when he was like 80 or in his 80s already. And they said, we can't, don't tell him. Because it's going to, like, it's gonna, you know, it's going to, he's still teaching. He's still, he's still, he's still the mashkiach. You know, we don't want to, 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 to affect you know, his, his matzav ruach. So everyone was dying for him, but nobody told him. Nobody told him. And he, 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 he went on for another 12 years with Yana Machala. He went on strong. And then he broke his arm, and he went to the doctor for the doctor to examine his arm. This doctor happened to know of his situation. He said, he said, he said, <clears throat> I, I, uh, you know, I must tell you that I've never seen in all my years someone who, with your condition and your medical, in, in, your, in your state, who is still so uh, active. He said, what do you mean in my state? So then the cat was out of the bag, and they say he was nifter three months later. 
was Nifter three months later. So this is a story that I heard from Reverkowitz. Uh, I, I had a chaver who challenged the, it was, it was, it was not sure, it was challenged the veracity of the story. But this, I heard this from Reverkowitz, this story. And either way, that's the, the hayra of the Paiskim is in a situation where we're concerned that it may affect the, the morale, the spirits, and the, the, um, the, 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 you know, the, the uh, put a person to a state of despair, generally speaking, we don't tell them. We don't, we don't tell them. And, uh, okay, we should be zaycha to, to <coughs> be mekayim kol atarikula b'shleim musa, but not have to be mekayim b'kochem, because the Yisrael should give a refu shleim to all the chayle Yisrael, and return home all the shvuyei cherev, and we shall only have good to and a wonderful week.